welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Good day everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the ghost gig. Hello. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Before we start our episode today, I just wanted to announce that we now have an Instagram page. Do we now? We do. do. I already know. I don't know why I pretended. (laughs) So, um... We keep pretending that was being funny. Oh, you are hilarious. Um, So you can find us on Instagram at The Ghost Gig, surprisingly. Uh, I started this about five days ago and we've already got 526 followers. So thank you. Woo-hoo! Thank you very much, everyone. Um, it's probably me bombarding and annoying everyone with messages. But well, We should say, well done and welcome. Yeah, well done and welcome. And welcome. sorry if I uh, spam you with stuff, but you know. You probably it's a, won't. It's a tough world out there. Um, and since then, listeners have gone up and it's just a really little cool fact that we've got people listening from United States, Ireland, France, Spain, Brazil, New Zealand, Sweden, Canada and the UK. Well, well. Yeah. So, you know, chuff with that. So thank you, everyone. Let's, um, let's not attempt accents for any of those countries. I wasn't planning to. Do you want to? No, no, I really, <laughs> really don't. <laughs> But yeah, no, seriously, we're really grateful and it's it's really cool and exciting that people are listening. So thank you very much. Um, I think, yeah, so shall we crack yeah. on? I, I, I guess we probably will. All right. I guess we will. So the film we are going to sing about today is... Well, we sang about it already. We did, yes. We watched it first, though. That was a very important step. We watched it and then we sang about it. It's a film that I saw as a very young teenager and... Um, I hadn't seen it for a long, long time, and it was a pleasure to watch again. We watched Van Helsing. Van Helsing, yeah. I, I similar to yourself, I saw it when I was. Mm. I think it was like a training day in school or something, and it was. Yeah. One of my friends and I, we went to the cinema nearby, you know, a few couple of towns over, and like, it was the only thing that was on that yeah. we could get into. Yeah. Because they only had four screens, and we're like, well, that doesn't look. Terrible. <laughs> so yeah, we went to that and really enjoyed it. Do you want to give a um? An unbiased sort of overview of the story. I mean, what would you say? Well, the story is that of of um, Gabriel Van Helsing, although apparently it's, it's actually supposed to be Abraham Van Helsing. That's his real name. But oh. here they call him... Gabriel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Mr. Helsing um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is sort of employed as a bounty hunter of the Vatican. Yeah. Um, essentially to go after... The, the things that go bump in the night. Yeah. So obviously they send him to send him to Transylvania. Obviously. Um, because when you look like Hugh Jackman, that's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. Um, and you you kind of get to do. It's a strange tonal shift. It, it tries to bring in like Ooh, Bond. No more. No, no it's all right. Green nose. No, Vince. People might not have seen it. You're not allowed to do this till after the songs. You know the you know the rules. All right. Well. Bounty hunter in Transylvania. Bounty hunter in Transylvania. Okay. Should we it, play? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ask me and then you don't want me to say anything. You so. know the rules by now. No, I don't. <laughs> right, should we play my song? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's play your song. Cool. Let's play your song. Oh, everything is so sexy, smoldering and heavy, also flirty. Being evil clearly makes you dirty. I wanna go to the ball and join the party. The comic book are full of cliches, nightmare morphing affecting young brainwaves. 
mixed up with classic horror tricks. Horrifying CGIing, making vampires tick. Monster mashing, body crashing, blood snacking, flee. I was watching through the eyes of a preteen Dracula, so bad but so appealing. His bride, so gorgeous when they're feeding. While they young, hack lifeless from the ceiling. A chaotic blur of recycled archetypes. Mixed up with classic horror tricks Horrifying CGI-ing, making vampires tick Monster mashing, party crashing, blood snacking, Watch this So nice to sit back and reminisce Still seems I have a fondness For tortured Jackman Hardness A chaotic blur of recycled archetypes Mixed up with classic horror tricks Horrifying CGI making vampires tick Monster mashing, party crashing, blood snacking, flick. Princess slamming, turtle hamming, wolf whacking, monk banging, death defying, Frankensteining, jackal hiding, tantalizing, cliche spamming, murder planning, soul damning, demon jamming, blood snacking, flick. rhyming all those words could you I tell I bet you did it was wonderful it sounds like you had a really good time with I that did. one I just got on rhyme zone and went mental <laughs> <laughs> fair enough right let's play yours because we mustn't give away opinions until we sorry yes yes okay no opinions I shall now contain all of my opinions <laughs> that's our relationship unless isn't it? I try and sing them <laughs> Every trope within a few minutes A juggernaut of silly set pieces Monster silliness and vampiric hissy fits What's there not to like about this? No dread, just a sense of humour that is cheeky Camp Eastern European accents are plenty A vampire prone to ticks and getting hissy In a world that's bizarre, hectic and grungy Dracula's using the werewolf as a battery Now Dracula's using the monster as a battery He could bite on your neck and blow a raspberry At the same time At the same time Clearly he wanted to build up a franchise I kind of wish it had been Cause then we might have seen the characters developing It takes itself seriously enough to know what it is doing there's truly some ridiculous but very fun casting. 
track is using the werewolf as a battery Now track is using the monster as a battery He could bite on your neck and blow a raspberry At the same time At the same time I'm not sure why vampires breeding evolves wet Bulbous dangling sacks everywhere But given the figure of the cast The mechanics and the biology of it all Possibly the scariest thing in a film at the same time, at the same time, seriously well-placed ropes in the scenery. Here's your underplayed love story. Maybe it will build up in the sequel. Oh, it is. Well, Swirling in from the ropes on the scenery Don't worry too much about his backstory Maybe it will come together in the sequel Wait, it, it didn't... That's disappointing! Dracula's using the werewolf as a battery Now Dracula's using the monster as a battery He could bite on your neck and blow a raspberry at the same time, at the same time, Dracula's using the werewolf as a battery. Now Dracula's using a monster as a battery. He could bite on your neck and blow a raspberry. At the same time, at the same time, Dracula's using the werewolf as a battery. Now Dracula's using a monster as a battery. He could Well, that makes me want to go to the bronze. Well, yeah, you're right. I wasn't quite thinking of that. I was thinking slightly later than that. In fact, about about contemporary with the film as it happens. Oh, uh, well, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the not, bronze, not far I, I will off. take the bronze. I'll take yeah. the bronze. You're right. It's definitely yeah. that kind of sound. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I really, really, really love this film, but I have to admit I am watching it nostalgically. It's a bit like if I hear the Spice Girls, it takes me back to being a kid. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some sort of uh, I don't know blood tinted lenses involved here. Yeah, aren't there? definitely. Um, you, you know. Also, you clearly have the hearts for Hugh Jackman in this era. I, I'd forgotten about that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Twelve year old me is apparently the same as thirty year old me in well, lots that's of ways. Fine. It's good to have consistency. Yeah, don't be too jealous. You know, he doesn't come around that much. It's fine. Uh, it's alright. It's alright. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's there were there were elements of it that reminded me a bit of Drag Me to Hell and all the chaos and pantomime and drama. But the the difference for me was um, this film. Try, or it, it's like it's trying to be serious, but I just can't take it seriously. I don't know if it's trying to be serious. It turns out it's the same director as The Mummy. Which tells you a lot about the tone, because actually it's the yeah. same kind of... It's an adventure film that yeah. sort of looks orange. You know, this is an adventure <laughs> film that's lots of dark green... So dark and, and sexy. Yeah. But actually, I, I like the set design, though. I think it like the art yeah. design, the whole thing is quite cool. Like, the machines are lovely. Yeah, like, it's it, beautiful. It all, looks, it all looks like a world that's it, lived it's, in. It looks like a painting. It's yeah, so it does, gorgeous. Yeah, it does look nice. And um, the other thing that 12-year-old me still can't get over is that the Duke has played... Uh, sorry, the Dracula is played by the Duke of, in Moulin Rouge, and that wasn't out that long before this. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. So I was yeah. just like, but, 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 it's him. He can't be Dracula, you know. Oh, he played the bad guy in both, but very different. He did. Um, and he, I was thinking, but he's attractive in this, but mm. the most unattractive, you know. Yes. It's, 12, 13 is a very confusing time, as it's, we all it's, know. It's all right, it sounds yeah, very difficult. Making me traumatised now. I wasn't attracted to either of them at 12 or 13. <laughs> oh, come on. That, that, I was in 12 or 13 that, that little moustache in Moulin Rouge, no? Uh, I don't think about it quite hard <laughs> um, uh, yeah so I, I I really enjoy this film it's chaotic it's beautiful to look at the acting's quite hammy but very good and a bit like Drag Me to Hell they just go right let's get 
everything and chuck it all in together, basically. Oh, it's it's a white old like yeah, it's it's just a big stew, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Frankenstein, Jackal, Jacqueline Hyde, vampires. Um, and it's all within like 20, 30 minutes. Like you see yeah. everything. It's quite, it's it's quite a short film, actually. It is quite short. I would say you say it looks beautiful. It looks cool in the set design and things, but the CGI is a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it, the... it's not great. In, I mean, even for its time, I feel like they weren't trying that hard. The Mummy, I think, looks better, and that's like a decade old. Yeah, yeah, true. So um, I, don't, I think they weren't trying for yeah. ultra realistic. They were trying for probably something yeah. like, actually, you know what it makes me think of? What? Oh, there's lots of shots of it where like, the camera's flying through the open mm. caverns and stuff. Mm. It looks like a computer game that didn't exist at the time. Okay, interesting. I feel like the whole thing looks like it's a computer game. I was, um, But uh, I, I'm guessing they made a spin-off yeah. computer game. Think, but, think of um, the ball scene. That I mean, obviously, yeah. that's the beauty, beauty of the costumes and the the precise dance moves and the music. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. gorgeous. And obviously, I didn't really appreciate that much when I was younger. Um, but it's this whole overall tone of like everything's so dark and everyone's so attractive and oh my god, <laughs> I can hardly bear it. You know that kind of thing. But there were some funny I was, moments. I was in less it. enamoured by that aspect of it. I mean, it, you're right. It's all it's there. Not even, it's not I just, even. I just thought it's these people like lots of horror films <laughs> and they're trying to make it as blunt as possible yeah you know but there's some really funny moments in it as well the monk's really really funny the monk is good I also yeah. like Igor yes Igor is one of the few lines that I remember before we pressed play on this film was was like the Count saying Igor why do you torture him so yeah it's what I do. It's what I do. <laughs> so, for some reason that stuck in my mind I thought yeah, yeah this is going to be fun and there's all the like uh, the word is tainted now but the minions yeah, um, the yeah. sort of other grubby things which have like goggles on and teeth—they just look silly. <laughs> They're like uh, I don't know, like I don't know, evil Ewoks or something. Yeah, um, it, it's just just uh, it's it's all fun. Yeah, it's, it's all fun. It's definitely not trying to scare anyone. No, I mean I think definitely. Well, if you doesn't. saw it as a very young kid, you might get a bit freaked out. But <sighs> maybe. But... Yeah. No, it's 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 silly fun and it works. I think. I mean, I think it got a bit of a bad rap. To be honest, like looking through some reviews online. Really? Um, yeah, like a lot of people just said it was terrible, but I thought it, you know. I would it, say it's quite blunt. As I said, and, it was, and I think if you want horror, horror, it's definitely yeah, not no, but horror, it, horror. it is ultimately really a kids' film, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Really. And I was what twelve when it came out, so perfect. Yeah, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I am sad they didn't make a sequel, but I it's not. I don't think I'd have paid to see the sequel at the cinema. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't think that would have been much to write home about, really. No, I don't imagine that we would come where back they, to it later. They've already on. had every single horror character ever in it, so I don't really know where, where they really go. had nowhere else to go with it. Yeah. Like, oh, let's throw a mummy in. Oh, wait, we've done that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Everything basically had been yeah. done. I mean, people listening, you've probably seen it. If you haven't, it's on Netflix. Go check it out. It's, yeah. It's, it's 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 a laugh. It's great fun. It is fun. It's all like. I'd say pastiche, but it doesn't veer into mockery quite. No, that's why I'm saying. I think it takes. It's almost like it takes itself serious. It's a bit like um, you know that really cool, good-looking guy who takes himself really, really seriously to the point where it's funny. Do you know what yes. I mean? That's what it reminds me of. All, all the cast in it are good, and you know, yeah, they're well put together, and it's they clearly are having a lot of fun with it a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, the funness, the funness shines through. You know, I, I like the buddy. He has, he, yeah, he has like ticks and things. Yeah, yeah. And he's all really stroppy. He's like a giant grumpy teenager or something ridiculous. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. It's just funny. It's humanising it, isn't it? So you can relate. Basically, it's not completely. Yes. I am, a, I am evil, and that is it. it. You have. There's a side to him that you can relate to. Well, to some extent. Yeah. I see what you mean. It's yeah. funny. I mean, it's it's funny. The characters aren't massively like deep and dimensional, but there no, is, no, you know, there is a, they're tinged. 
They're tinged, I guess. They're amped up, I would say. Yeah, I would say, look, actually, Dracula's more tinged than um, the two main, you know, the, the yeah, they two kind of, leads. I feel like that is something they, they probably wanted to have a sequel for, so they, yeah. they've yeah. flashed that out, because it seemed like... Um, Seemed like Dracula knew much more about Van Helsing than Van Helsing yeah. did. Yeah. Because he'd had, he'd had yes. mysterious oh, amnesia. Oh, you, you yes, uh, you did this. <laughs> um, so we must die. Um, yeah. I like I, I like the fact, but it's, I think it's good that they killed the princess at the end because, and they didn't do the kind of like um, the thing, you know, where, where she was fine and they got married and, you know, lived happily ever after. She actually dies at the end. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry. Spoilers Whoops, sorry. For a film from 2004. Well, they might not have seen it. Sorry, sorry about it's that. It's really not wrecking anything. It's fine. No, but yeah, it wasn't, um, you know, that's what you'd think would happen. And uh, her, you know, them getting married and falling in love, and it doesn't. I mean, cool. Good for them. Yeah, I I, I, yeah. Prepares you for life, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you're 12, you're like, oh. <laughs> I, after watching Moulin Rouge, where she also dies, just like, oh, God, what is love? It's not a good year for you, was it? No. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, go go watch it. Um, thoroughly enjoyed well, I, it. I mean, you say watch it, but if, if a lot of people have taken against it for myriad reasons, I, I get a lot of people listening I mean, to this probably will talking, also have a, have a predisposition towards it that's not positive. I'm talking film reviews back in the day when it first came out, so I bet there's people my age who love it. I mean, there are people, people, you know, much younger who might not have seen it. They, they it's might, yeah, it's yeah. a good training film for horror because it introduces you to characters, you know? And legends. I think you'll find most people the reason they're in that most of the, pop, the monsters are in it is because it's it's an all star monster cast like they're all things you've heard of yeah like, so I don't think it's introducing people to anything I don't know if you're deeply religious and and are going into uh, horror secretly behind your parents' back it might be a good film you know yeah I, I, I suppose <laughs> I know sorry that's like, weird I'm getting reading too much into this now um, yeah it's, it's a strange <laughs> rabbit hole to go down I don't know I don't know um, yeah 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 all good all round good jolly fun it's fun if you say. want to watch a let's play from before YouTube existed yeah you yeah. can do a lot worse than this yeah um, it's fun there's ropes everywhere everyone swings around they have a lovely time they do except then she dies yeah cool Shall just we... like life <laughs> just like life Shall we move on um, I th- decided that obviously this film we've just reviewed focuses around on Dracula so I think I thought you might like to hear some true life events of the inspiration behind I would. the novel uh, I would Dracula. I would I know a little bit about some bits of this so I would like to know well, what you've got as well, well this is um, two stories of two women that excellent um, definitely inspired. an angle I was not expecting you to well, go well I was thinking Vlad the Impaler is a bit obvious oh yeah yeah so Although he's got a really long, convoluted story. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, if you are interested in, in Vlad there in Paleo but don't know much about him, there is a series on YouTube called Extra Credits, and they have a series following Vlad the, Vlad the Impaler. It's in about six parts. Okay. But it's easy to follow and digest, because there's lots of back and forthing and political flim-flopping and... Political flim-flopping? Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, flip-flopping cool. is too obvious. Yeah. Um, but I would recommend it if you want to understand about Vlad the Impaler as a human being to some extent, but also to what... To, mm. to how he's kind of seen... He's seen very, very differently in Romania to how he is the rest of the world. Interesting. Mm. All right. Well, that's something to look into. Yeah. But for now, we're going to focus on the Countess Elizabeth's Bathory. And I'm probably not saying that right, but I can't pronounce how it's correctly pronounced. So apologies if anyone from Romania or Transvernia is listening. Um, Now, some say that Elizabeth, as I'm just going to call her to make things easy is the world's worst female serial killer. And she is a true inspiration for 
Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula. Right. Um, okay. It is believed that she killed. Yeah, it's believed that she killed around six hundred and fifty girls. Wow. Which puts the Yorkshire Ripper to shame. Absolutely. What? (laughs) Yeah. What an amateur. So, um, her gruesome activities have led to some of her names, um, nicknames, such as the infamous lady and the Blood Countess. So this is much more catchy uh, than the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah. Well, yeah. So these are these are some um, sort of facts about her. Mm. So she was um, born to a very powerful Protestant family in Hungary. Um, And the family were a bit strange. They were quite inbred. Um, So she sort of had seizures and was quite a sickly child. And they think this is because of the inbreeding, possibly. Um. So who knows? She also witnessed brutal punishments handed out by her family um, to their sort of staff on the estate. And there's one particular story of um, a gypsy being sewn up inside a dead horse's stomach. Wow. I know. Um, And being left to die. And even for that era, that's quite extreme. Yeah. And it also states that she was taught things like Satanism um, and Satanism, if you can say that, can you say that? Masochism? That one. Um, By her aunt and uncle. So that's a Christmas, that's a fun Christmas activity, isn't it? (sighs) Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So she was married um, when she was 15, which is pretty horrifying as well. Well, to our modern eyes today, that's probably quite normal. Yeah. She married a soldier um, who was kind of fighting against forces threatening Central Europe. Um, and so she became sort of a countess and mistress of a large estate. Um, and the couple uh, gained a reputation of being really harsh and brutal to their staff. Um, she built her own cruelty up and she be- and it was believed that her husband actually sh- showed us some techniques to torture their servants, basically. It's nice to have something to bond over. Yeah, lovely. Uh, and she had three children. Uh, t- uh, three, oh, that's quite torturous. Three, three daughters and a son, so four children. Wow. Um, so the Count, as I said, that her husband tortured together. It was a bonding experience. But he passed away and this is where she gets really, really, really nasty. So she moved to northwest Hungary and she surrounded herself by loads of servants, loads of cohorts, um, and got them to help her with her torch practices. So got them to basically train with her, join in. Um, so legend has it, and this is the this is the, the kind of tipping point for Elizabeth. She was right. having her hair brushed by a servant girl, and the servant girl brushed too hard and pulled her hair. Um, and don't get me wrong that hurts yeah it does hurt but, but Elizabeth s- s- uh, jumped to her feet and struck the girl so hard that she bled wow some of the blood went onto Elizabeth's hand and later on she noticed that where the blood had been her hand looked younger oh as you do so obviously Oil logical think- logical, okay. logical thinking she says well if, if that little speck of blood can make my hand look younger then a whole bath of virgin's blood can make my whole body look younger it's very presumptuous she thought her maid was a virgin well she might have been I, mean, I don't know I don't have that fact no, I don't know so young women now then began to disappear from the villagers so she would lure uh, peasant girls into the castle with a promise of work and money and she would torture them kill them and then basically bathe in their blood Wow. As you do. And she tortured them herself. Um, sometimes she would sew a girl's mouth shut. She forced them to eat their own flesh and she burned their genitals. Yikes. Um, on the occasions such as if she was poorly or couldn't get out of bed because she was sick, she would get the servants to bring her up a girl to nibble on, basically. She would bite their shoulders and face. Wow. Yeah. You can see where the vampire thing's no, coming you from. Really can. Yeah. You really can. In other instances, she would stick needles underneath the girl's fim- fingertips. Um, and if the girls 
tried to pull the, fe- the needles out, um, she would cut the fingers off. That'll as you teach do. them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, eventually, she ran out of peasant girls. Well, yeah. Um, because she didn't know how big this kingdom was. Well, she killed them, out. or people were hiding them or sending them away. You mm, know, sensible. I'd like to think that my parents would have sent me away, but you know, they might have just kind of. You know. <laughs> ah, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. They would not have done that. Um, so it basically left her with no choice but to start, rev- well, attacking noble women and noble girls, which basically this this is her downfall. Um, so after one murder of a noble girl. Elizabeth tries to stage it as a suicide and the authorities sort of think, hmm, hang on a minute, this is a bit strange. Um, so they search the castle and they discover dead bodies everywhere, all over the castle, everywhere they go. Some had arms missing, some had eyes missing and there was a body sort of kind of propped up in the fireplace, half burnt, you know, like, as in I'll come back and do that later. Um, Elizabeth was taken to trial and loads of people testified against her, her servants, some survivors that she tried to torture um, some of the things that were said that girls were tied up and beaten to death until their whole body was as black as charcoal and their skin battered and torn another girl uh, suffered 200 blows before dying another servant admitted that she had taken a red hot poker and shoved that into the mouth of the girl and then placed her fingers in the um, each side of her mouth and pulled until the side split open yeah sorry some pretty grim stuff here no, 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 no. Mm. so sorry anyone listening who well if anyone has um, you know a bit of a weak stomach, but I guess you wouldn't be listening to a, ho- a horror podcast otherwise. Um, so I'm just thinking they're going to hear something nice and cheerful about Van Helsing, <laughs> and we sang for them. We did lob them into a false sense of security. Yeah, well, then it's cheek pulling. Cheek. Pull- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh God, shouldn't be laughing. It's not funny. Um, so Elizabeth and uh, her servants were convicted on 80 counts of murder, although it's as I said, 650 that she actually murdered. They believe all the servants were sentenced to death. But Elizabeth was walled up in her own castle. They left a kind of little slot for air and food. Um, and she lived there for three and a half years. Wow. And then she was just found dead on the floor, um, just face down. So just ends to say that uh, after her death, she went down in history as one of the most evil women to have walked the planet. I mean, it obviously depends yeah. who was writing that history. Yeah, I but I mean... But, so someone locked away in their castle, townspeople are scared of them, they're a local... Dignitary. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely see where the inspiration came from. I mean, yikes. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Yikes, that's all I can say. It's, well, yes. It's, it's pretty grim stuff. So yeah, It was grim times. Yeah. It's before television. <laughs> well, but, did you think that's why she did it? I'm so bored. <laughs> Love Island's I not suppose, been invented yet. I suppose yet. she had the, uh, the ability to lock herself away, didn't she, more than most people would have had. She yeah. had the power. But can you imagine living in the room for three and a half years with nothing but... Just nothing but food coming in through the day, you know, through through the slot every day. I mean, you don't deserve that to be quite. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I just can't get my head around it at all. It just, I, you would, you would want to die, wouldn't you? Yes. Anyway, or you go, maybe I don't know, maybe go mad and then you'd have a great time. Maybe she was already mad. Mm, Who knows? Um, So my second story is the case of Mercy Brown. Have you heard about this? No. No? No, I don't know anything about Mercy Brown. So this is known. uh, She was known as the last American vampire. So you've probably heard of the Salem Witch Trials. Absolutely. So about 200 years later, uh, a New England town was gripped by a vampire hysteria. So we've got a a family, the Brown family, and we've got Edwin, who is the son. 
and he's got consumption and he's dying basically and desperately trying to find a cure um so he tries all sorts of things he goes over to colorado springs um and tries the mineral waters there he's away for 18 months but nothing works and he comes back because he's homesick um so he comes back to his dad who's a farmer edwin brown um and no sorry edwin brown returns home to have his father george that's what i mean now george is a farmer and he's already watched several members of the family die of consumption so this is his wife mary's already died his daughter mary olive and uh his other daughter mercy brown have all, all already died so he's pretty desperate because he's only basically got his son left mm-hmm. so it's quite a sad situation yes so this disease has taken three members of George's family and it was the top killer back then. Tuberculosis passes easily between people in close quarters so it basically swept through entire families. I mean, basically George was just very, very lucky, I yeah, suppose. It's a respiratory yeah, it's yeah. Uh, what does yeah. that remind us of? Well, yeah, exactly. So you, you can see how it works. Um, the disease was very common um, in the town of Exeter um, but what happened certainly wasn't. What happened next certainly wasn't. So obviously it was back a long, long time ago, so people didn't understand how debris, how disease spread. Um, they didn't understand how so many people could be affected. Um, so doctors were unable to explain the wave of sickness washing over the Brown family. But relatives and friends thought they could find the cause six feet under. So with medical science failing to help Edwin, distraught Exeter residents turned to superstition and the supernatural in a desperate attempt to save his life. So a group of Exeter residents believe that Edwin's mother or one of his sisters may be undead, caught between heaven and hell and sucking the life out of him from beyond the grave, which meant the cure could rest with digging up their bodies. It's quite a jump, that, isn't it? Well, yeah, I I mean... I suppose, you know... I mean, this is 200 years after the Salem Witch Trials. You'd think that the thinking might have moved on slightly, really, wouldn't you? I guess it's really testament to when people don't have an answer. Yeah. They they really will reach for anything. I suppose. Presumably... Yeah. That seemed the most logical thing? <sighs> well, as in, you know, oh, it must be... Yeah, I guess. So basically, they go to George and they said, we, we want to we wanna dig up the bodies, because that will help Edwin. And he was really reluctant at first, unsurprisingly. Funny that, um, yeah. So they, they the managed... humans are weird, yeah, they? <laughs> they? managed to persuade him, and he agreed and said that they could, they could dig the bodies up. So they dug up Mary Brown and Mary Olive Brown, the mother and the daughter... They opened their caskets and they found bones inside. So the body's completely just decomposed, as you would think. So then they turned their attention to the casket of Mercy Brown, who had only died eight weeks ago. And accounts differ as to whether Mercy's body had already been buried or if it rested in the crypt until the ground could thaw and undertakers could dig a grave. However, when the lid was lifted off her coffin, Mercy was lying on her side and her face appeared flushed and there was blood in her veins and in her heart. So, because Mercy still had fresh blood in her heart and veins, the townsfolk believed that she was undead, and she had basically was sapping the life, so they believed their theory was correct. So, but they've... It sounds a bit like it was really cold potentially at the time. She was in, if she's in a crypt, basically frozen. Yeah, she's, she's, she's defrosting. She, was, she defrosted a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, she wouldn't have decomposed. Yeah. yeah. Be like Walt Disney and his little. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
talk just about, like talk that. about real horror. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that would explain. Yeah. I mean, the doctor of the village sort of said, no, you know, she's she's not been dead for very long. This is normal. But all the villagers went, no, she's a vampire, basically. And she's causing the, her brother to die of tuberculosis. It is, it is group hysteria, isn't yeah. it? One of the most scary things mm-hmm. in the world. So what they did next was they gathered firewood and they made a bonfire. They cut out Mercy's heart and lungs and burnt them. Then they returned to Edwin's home with um, the ashes of the heart and the lungs and they mixed it in with water and he drank it because they believed that it would cure him. Because what else have you got to cling to at that point? (sighs) Precisely. Um, It didn't work. He died two months later. So, yeah, that was a lot of probably trauma and turmoil for the father and the son still alive, you know, at the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is not the first time folk remedy, uh, the folk remedy of burning organs and the dead mixing the ashes into elixir for the sick has been tried in, in Rhode Island. Um, townspeople exhumed the body of Sarah Tillingshurst, thinking she was a vampire. Uh, and it's been reports that there have been 18 documented, documented instances of doing this to family members um, who were all suspected vampires. Mm-hmm. But the case of Mercy Brown would be the last... So after digging up Mercy Brown, taking her heart and lungs, they then put her back in the ground mm-hmm. um, and she's now resting in peace under a weathered tombstone. I mean, say so in peace. Well, yeah. I mean, there's bits... Mind you, it's not very peaceful, is it? bits missing sometimes anyway, so... Yeah. But that presumably would be difficult to justify. Well, okay. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, again, it reminds me of... I don't know if you've heard stories of people being buried with bells as well. Yes, that was a big phobia at the time yeah. for quite a long time. Yeah, so Lots of different patents for mechanisms for alerting someone if you're underground yeah. and you're still alive. I think that's one of the scariest sort of horror things out there, actually, walking through yeah. a graveyard and a bell suddenly ringing behind you. Uh, that scares me. I was thinking, me. actually, waking up in a, in a coffin. Oh, actually, whoa, 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 whoa. Now you've got a whole new level. Well, that, I thought that's where you were going. Now you've this. gone really deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh come but on! People, it was into that. But people were really scared of that. And yeah, there lots of bells, the mechanisms, thought, and geez, I mean, yeah, the thought of um, the thought of just walking through a graveyard and a bell ringing behind me. I don't think it doesn't mention a bell in this story, but I've I've heard of stories to do with vampires and coffins. And so the bell, for anyone who doesn't know, a bell is rigged up inside the coffin. Um, so if the person is not dead, they can pull on a cord and the bell rings above their coffin to alert someone that they're not dead. Um, that and you was... just hope that it's daytime and someone's walking past. Yeah, but imagine if it's a grave that's been there for 200 years. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so interesting stuff. I mean, God, you can absolutely see where uh, the vampire-ness comes from, can't you? And these are more kind of historical stories, but there's so yeah. much interesting... I'm quite elements. sure there are many others as well we could delve into. Oh, Maybe yeah. we shall. It's all... Because I think, think it's quite a rich history there. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean it's all gore and grossness, isn't it? It's all the stuff we like. It's that whole idea that I think seems to turn up in lots of different cultures of drawing life out of another living thing to sustain yeah. yourself. Yeah. Or something to sustain yeah. yourself and removal of life from other things. Yeah, we think of the energy vampire and uh, what they do in the shadows. Oh, absolutely. Very but basic kind of version of that. I don't think he's a basic version of any kind of vampire, but <laughs> but that kind of notion is, yeah. is very universal Yeah. Across across all cultures. They have something that does mm-hmm. something vampiric. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so mm. there you have it. Those are my two stories. I hope you enjoyed them. I did enjoy them. And the the, the, the cool thing is, the, the, we know these are true. 
basically. I mean, I'm sure there's some bits that are fabricated, but we know these people existed and we know that the stories, you know... Well, we can hope. It certainly sounds more likely that the second one is more likely to be true. Yeah. The first one, it sounds like, I would say, is more open to fabrication because, what well, more time. Mm-hmm. She was clearly someone who divided opinion. Yeah. Maybe she didn't. only did a small number of unpleasant things and people invented things. Mm. We will never know. Yeah. Uh, but fascinating stuff. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Um, certainly would give me nightmares, I think, if yeah. I... Yeah. yeah. I think it's... the. I imagine your local MP having habits like that I and mean, that's, that's kind of what it is <laughs> I mean yeah we think the government to the, back today is bad and you know geez so at least they're not kind of killing people um, and drinking their blood I mean there might be you know who knows yeah let's hope not <laughs> hope's not let's hope not let's not hope not anyway um, so yeah I think I think we'll, that's it for um, today's episode so um, great big thanks again to people um, who are following us on Instagram and just a quick reminder that you can um, email us your stories um, yes please email please your stories do. I've thoughts, had I've, song ideas film ideas yeah I've had a couple of stories come through um, thank you so so much They're, um, what I need is just a few more to kind of make an episode do you know, Ooh, do you know what I mean so, it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming people are People are talking to us, which is fantastic. So, um, yeah. Okay, so, so what's the Instagram? So the Instagram is just the ghost gig. If you just search the ghost gig Wonderful. on Instagram. Wonderful. And you can also email us ghostgiguk at gmail.com. That's ghostgiguk at gmail.com. Um, we would love to hear from you. We would. We, we would. would very much like to hear from you. We would, would, would. So, yeah. All remains to say is thank you very much, everyone. And we'll see you very soon. We shall. Goodbye. Goodbye.